I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Pants Potters, and a happy new year to you all. 2021 is finally here. I'm Rachel Shelley, your editor and producer over here in the UK. It's been a weird few weeks, especially here in London and in LA. Events beyond all our control, and I think everyone can understand what I'm talking about, mean we've had to change our plans. We're all safe and well, just recalibrating as everyone must in these unusual times. So I thought this would be a great opportunity for you all to listen to the very first Pants episode again to see how far we've come. The fact that we're still going strong after more than six months and having such a fantastic time doing it is all down to you great listeners. Thought it would be a treat to listen back to where it all started. So here's to going from strength to strength in 2021. We're trying a new thing. We're making a podcast. Yeah, we, we figured since there's not much else to do and let's just <laughs> share with the world our experience and the fact that we can't see one another, which we usually do, right, Leash? Yeah, like on the daily. On the daily, exactly. So yeah, our podcast, it's called Pants. Pants. <laughs> so Pants, so Mia Kirshner, who played Jenny on The L Word, we used to call us Pants all the time. She said we, there was not one leg without the other. <laughs> So we've kind of always, <laughs> we've always kept it. Like it was such a communal experience when we shot the series uh, in Vancouver. And, and I think Mia kind of wanted to be part of the pants. <laughs> yeah, we can't have three-legged pants. I think it was maybe a dig, but it always stuck. Yeah, but a, like a sweet dig. It wasn't like a mean dig. She's like, oh, look, there's the pants. <laughs> We're like, what do you mean pants? And she's like, well, you can't have one leg without the other. It's pants. <laughs> she could have been the top part of the pants. She could have been like the... Like where your hips go. The button or the zipper? Yeah, the butt. She can be in the butt zipper. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Actually, for the people who don't know our friendship or our history, we met in 2002, I think it was, right? Yeah. Doing, we are going to do a pilot for Showtime called uh, Earthlings. That's right. <laughs> and I was a baby, too. I think I was 20... Three? You were 20. I was 23. You were 24 when I met you. Oh, no, I wasn't. I was 23 when I met you. Oh, really? Uh-uh. It was worse than I thought. No, 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 no. You're right. I was 24. Let's see. When did we first meet? At the, it was at the it was at the um, the test in June of 2002. Right. So for people who don't know how like the auditioning process works, you meet the casting director's assistant, and then the casting director, and then if you go far enough, you do a thing called a test, and that's where you read or you audition in front of the entire network. And that's where we met, outside in the lobby, right? Yeah, it was a real relaxing experience. <laughs> like prior to even, you know, reading for the show, what were you What were you doing? Well, I, I had been in a band for a million years, it felt like at that point. No, probably like eight years. We had peaked probably in like 93. <laughs> um, but we still had our band and we changed the name and we tried all these different things to keep it going. But yeah, that was I was that was kind of what I was still trying to do. And then I worked at... Fred Siegel in the in the sunglasses department for a little bit. Wait, I have a wait. I have a question. Mm-hmm. If you were in a band, then mm-hmm. how did you? And, and you were a musician, then how did you even get a hold of the script or the sides? I was at I was at a barbecue, and a friend of mine who's a lesbian was like, "Oh, have you heard?" And she obviously was in the industry. She was like, "Have you heard about that?" lesbian pilot and I was like no like how do I is that, the- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it was like, is that what they called it yeah and I was like what are you talking about and I honestly I didn't even know like what a pilot was or what, I didn't I think the reason I got so far ended up getting on the show is because I had no idea what I was doing the entire time yeah ignorance is so bliss. I had no yeah there were no stakes in it for me I was perfectly happy doing what I was doing but you know I had gone to acting school and I'd never. We went to the actually we went to the a little same. piece of trivia. Le- yeah, Leisha and I went to the same acting school, just um, years apart. Right. I don't know how many years apart. Probably like five or something. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I never pursued. I never pursued acting. I was in an indie film, but randomly, someone liked the way I looked on the street. I used to have pink hair and stuff. That was a great um, movie. Thank you. I thank love you. that movie. I, yeah, but I, I literally like she came up to me in a coffee shop and asked if I'd come audition for her movie. <laughs> was like, wow. So I'd never pursued acting after studying it. And so I was I was like, oh that seems interesting. She's like, you should you should go read for it. And like so I called my music manager and I was like, do you could you get like find out how to get an audition so she called around and she ended up finding out who the casting director was and called and I got an audition and wow ended up going in to read for it wow for your part I read for Shane yeah that's right you read for Shane mm-hmm. <laughs> and what were you doing what were you doing before I was just a little baby 23 year old 24 year old sorry um living in New York but you had done that tv show yeah had really short hair yeah I I did a I did a series what was it for the WB it was called um Young Americans that's right so I was about maybe a year and a half earlier but I was just kicking around New York and it was I think in June 2002 when I got the script. So like, like you, I wanted to work, but I was also kind of content in whatever I was doing at the time. And someone who uh, I was working with said, oh, you might be into this. You might not. Give me your thoughts. It's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's bold. 
And I said, all right. It's bold. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I was doing. And I met with a casting director on a Saturday, which I thought was really strange because that never happens. I was kind of in that mindset of thinking, ah, you know what, this probably won't lead anywhere. But I met with her and I remember her saying, she said, you could do this part. And I go, yeah, sure. I mean, I could do a lot of parts that I auditioned for, but, you know, thanks. Two weeks later, they I heard they wanted to fly me to LA. It was that fast? Oh yeah, it was pretty quick. Right. You know, they fly you in and they fly you out. You know, they're not going to waste a lot of time and money on you. So I think I flew in on a Sunday night. Then I tested the day that I met you on a Monday. And I think I left that Tuesday morning or something. I mean, I had the longest process. Mine felt like it went on for years. Well, yeah, because they wrote that character for you. Well, Al- yeah, Alice later. But I had gone through the whole Shane thing first. And then I got, you know, nowhere with it. I mean, we, we tested. <laughs> Anyone who like who knows you and I knows this story, so it's a bit it's it's a bit of old news. But I but just to reiterate, when I heard that I was testing, I think my manager or someone said, you know, just so you know, um, not many people, other people are testing for this role. Only one other person. And then they said, all right, well, you'll she'll be there on the day that you're going in to test because they're going to test Jenny's and they're going to test Shane's. And I was like, okay. And I remember walking into the the lobby. And there was all these girls with long, straight hair and like very feminine. And I thought, who's? I was like, well, that's that definitely not the Shane. And then I saw the back of your head. <laughs> My spiky little hair. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, that, ha- that I was like, there she is. And then when I got a look at you, I thought, oh, that's the girl from All Over Me. I love that movie. <laughs> But she's no, she no longer has pink hair. Her, her pink hair, hair, right. Yeah, it's no more Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh, my God. And when you walked in, I was like, well, I should probably just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you literally look like Shane. Like, I feel like I still, minus the voice, the voice that I have, I feel like I could have played that role. It would have just been so different. Yeah. And you, like... You are Shane. Like, that sounds so stupid, but it's just so obvious. I mean, it's like... You know, how much... I think if you played Shane... could you put into that character that would be more on, like... Well, I think if you played obvious. Shane, Shane would have a lot of props. Oh, I'd have props. Probably try to get girls with humor. I don't know what I was like. <laughs> it just would have been very different. <laughs> but I remember the audition scene back then, which didn't end up being in the show at all, but it was... Shane comes into her her salon. Mm-hmm. She was a little aggro. Because, yeah, she's barking at a. She's barking yeah, at the employees. employees. Were doing something wrong, and yeah, it was like- <laughs> I remember. I remember the character description. Every time you get an audition, you'll get like the the breakdown sheet of the character you're playing, and whoever writes it is they're they're, they're just they're ridiculous. <laughs> like so, I always, mm-hmm. so I've learned to never look at those, but I'll never forget this one because it was a, it was so strange to me. It said uh, Shane McCutcheon, a Lothario serial monogamist. And I thought, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> a serial monogamist who's a Lothario. How could no. you? So you're talking about someone who wants to, who always wants to be in a relationship, yet she's a Lothario. And I remember I couldn't wrap my head around that. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, but again, you know, this goes down to Chad on the 14th floor, you know, writing quick character descriptions. <laughs> right, you know, right, and Chad right. is like, there you go, Lothario. Chad's like, what's a lesbian? Yeah, what's yeah. that? There we go, Lothario. Can you call a girl Lothario? Fuck it, I'm going to put Lothario. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, and then I didn't see you again till well we were up in Vancouver because I got what happened to me after you left was mm, you know mm. I didn't get the part. What? Oh no, go ahead. Sorry, never mind. No, I was just saying no. I didn't get the part, but then it was like three days went by, and they're like, "Well, they want to bring you back in, but for a different part," which was such a weird like miracle phone call to get. And I was like, "All right, again, I still didn't know." <laughs> <laughs> 
I was doing. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, her name's Alice, and she's like a little more quirky. And blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I go through the whole, same process. I'm back at the network, same thing. And before I read for the president and all that, Rose Trochet, who was uh, our producing director and writer and the most incredible person on the show. So I showed up in the lobby and she pulled me aside. She's like, look, I'm going to tell you this. And I'm going to tell you this really quick. Get back in your car. <laughs> I know it's, where do you live? But I was like, oh, like 45 minutes from me. Like, <laughs> she's like, get back in the car. You've got some time. I need you to go home and need you to change. And I was like, what? She's like, because I, I kind of dress like a clown. I had like a red corduroy jacket on with all this embroidery all over it and these crazy jeans with patches. And I don't know what I looked like. I'm not defending my outfit by any means, but like, <laughs> that's what I had on that day. It was a Fred Siegel special. It was, who knew, it was a special. She's like, I want you to put all black on. Just don't dress like that, which is so funny because Alice ended up being dressing like that anyway. But so I was like, okay, so I jump in the car. I'm like, sweating. I run home. I ha- I don't even own any black clo- clothes. I don't know where I found I found some black clothes. Throw them out. I run back. I'm like panting by the time I get back there. And then they're like, you're like next. And <laughs> I just went in and did it and ended up getting the part. But I remember how nerve-wracking that. That was probably Oof. the part I was like, what's happening? I remember when I left that audition because you had gone in before me. Right. And so by the time you were done and I was going to be brought in, Nobody was around. You know, they went through all the the girls reading for Jenny. I think I was empty in the in the hallway, right, waiting to go in. The sense of relief I felt when I was done, right, and I could get on a plane and fly back to New York was the best feeling ever. It doesn't even matter that I that if I get this part, it's just such an unnatural, nerve wracking experience that I was so relieved. It's so scary. It was over, and I had to sit around. I think for maybe two weeks or so maybe even three, to see if I got the part. Because what I kept hearing is, oh, you know, they're kind of mix and matching people to see what makes sense because all these characters were friends, right? So then right. I thought to myself, all right, well, if I don't get this this gig, then I'll just, you know, have a summertime in New York. And I right. was trying to envision what I would do that summer in the city, which... You know, so, um, so exciting. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could potentially be horribly miserable. But, um, but yeah, that was the what I kept hearing. Oh, did they're, you fly, they're restructuring. Did you fly out with anybody? Because when I flew up to Vancouver, I sat next to Aaron mm-hmm. Daniels, who played Dana. And I remember, I looked over and I was like, oh, so they hired a supermodel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For one of the parts. And so I had the same thought when I met Aaron the first time. I thought, oh, great, they hired a model. Yeah. Rocket money. I used rocket money again last week. How many? Are you okay? I don't know. You have I a get lot these, of subscriptions you forget I know. about. You know what it is? Because I get these apps and you have to pay for everything you get these days. And I think, all right, well, I'll use this for a few days but and I'll cancel it. But I forget. And, and you, you have forget to have every your... week that you forgot last week. Yes. Thank God you have rocket money. Before I started using rocket money myself, I thought I had about like, I don't know, six subscriptions. No, Kate. I had like 15 15? Yes. I was like, clear it, clear it, clear it, get rid of it. And Rocket Money is like, we have your back. Because Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can start to grow your savings. Plus, Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. 
So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pants. That's rocketmoney.com slash pants. Say it, Kate. That's rocketmoney.com slash pants. I remember good news came of, you know, you get the job, which is the best phone call you could ever get. And I remember asking once I got the job, I said, Can, who else is on the show? Do you know? And they said, well, you know, Jennifer, Jennifer is on the show. Pam's on the show. I was thinking I asked my manager that. I was like, is that girl who was reading for Shane, is she on that? My manager was like, yeah, I have no idea. So I was wondering if I'd see you again. And then when I got to Vancouver, they drove me directly to the production office and you were walking out as I was walking in. And I was like, oh, my God, there she is. She made it. I remember that. And I had my guitar and all my equipment. And you were so friendly. (laughs) And you were so incredibly friendly. Well, that's good. And then they brought me into uh, some sort of conference room. And that's where I met Erin in her tight used Levi's and her amazing cowboy boots. Yeah. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, she's scary. This girl's so pretty. It's crazy. Yeah. And then, long story short, it's it's Erin. I know. You know? (laughs) That's like her favorite person ever. And I and I remember Eileen right. meeting Eileen before you and I had gone into audition. It's that awful walk the plank moment where yep. everyone's taking their sweet ass time going into the room that you're eventually going to be called into. Right. Eileen came sauntering down the hallway. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. And she had long hair. Yeah. And little glasses. Yeah. So yeah. unassuming. You're like, oh, Com- she wrote this. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's the boss. I couldn't even figure out because there's so many of them in that room. You're like, I don't even know who's who in this situation. I just want to get it over with. Oh, my God. Do you remember when you met anybody else in the show? Well, at the read through. No, it was drinks. We went for drinks in the lobby. That's what it was. And it's where Jennifer said she felt like nobody invited her. Wait, but that was the first night, wasn't it? Was that? Yeah, that was the first night. This is where my memory lags a bit. We all called each other. And then we met down in the lobby and everybody was scared to call Jennifer Beale's room because we're like, well, you call her. I was like, no, you call. I don't. And Aaron was like, fine, I'll call her. Who cares? And she she finally called. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember meeting Laurel Holloman and she had just gotten married. And I think she'd just gotten back from her honeymoon or her. She just got back from her wedding. Oh, from the wedding. So I guess they postponed the honeymoon because of the, the job. I think so. Yeah. Everyone was so nice. And it felt like there was a like like a buzzing energy in in any room when we were all in it together. We had remember gone out that? to I do and I now I remember where that first dinner was. It was at because again we shot the show in Vancouver and it was at this great Italian restaurant called Chiapinos and they had mm-hmm. gotten that private room for us and so we were at this long table with like the producers and the whole cast and I remember sitting across from you and next to Laurel and Jennifer was in the middle and so was Pam and I was smoking cigarettes with Mia outside. But yeah, there was that palpable like, yeah. energy. And we had, we had you know, a good week or something, week and a half before we shot, started our first scene. And our first scene was in the first scene of the pilot where we it, where were getting yeah. coffee. I felt like that first week prior to filming, it, it felt like, you know, when the camp counselors uh, get to uh, overnight camp a week or two earlier before the campers show up to like prep everything. That's what it felt yeah. like. <laughs> Where we would take courses. Right, but it was so smart. It was so smart because by the time we like went to camera, we were familiar with each other. Yeah. It's not like it was like we all showed up the day before and then started acting like best friends. It was so great to have that week together. Do you remember the read-through? I don't remember the read-through. I remember one thing about the read-through. Because the read-through is always so intimidating, especially, well, not as they go on, but the first one, because that's where, you know, you hear stories about people getting replaced because... Oh, if they don't do a good job. Well, maybe they didn't like the... Yeah, maybe they don't like your voice or it doesn't fit and they're new 
iteration of this character, whatever. But you hear these stories, right? I remember thinking to myself, mm-hmm. I was grateful I didn't have a ton of dialogue because that was the read through where all the execs were in the room with us. <laughs> Hearing it out loud for the first time, that felt like another hurdle to get past. I must have left my body. I don't know why I don't remember it. It's, that's the only thing I remember is having being grateful. It's like, oh, I'm glad I don't have a whole lot yeah. to say. Yeah, knowing what I know now, I, it's funny that I I think that must have been when I got nervous when I got up to Vancouver and all the it started becoming real. Like I started realizing yeah. what I had just signed on to and what I was about to do. And, you know, like an idea of something's one thing, but... So it's probably why I don't remember it. I bet my nerves kicked I guess so. But I remember we didn't – you, Aaron, and I especially had a lot of – I think it took three weeks to shoot the pilot. And the three of us had the most – We had so much free time. Yeah, like we were the Greek chorus. Yeah, we were like the peanut gallery. Yeah, for the entirety of first season pretty much. But in the pilot especially, that was our our duty for for those characters and the the story. And we would just go shopping with our per diem. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I remember the three of us watching Election <laughs> the and you and I doing tie-dye, going out and getting like getting like punk rock iron-ons because, again, it was 2002. That was that was the thing. That was the cool thing. And tie-dyeing. Oh, my God. That iron-on do, store. Do you remember this? Am I crazy? I'm sure. Did I have you t- doing real tie-dye? Yeah, you had me doing some yeah, weird I'm, shit I'm, in the hotel That's how I room. get. I know. Yeah, I get like that. Projects. I'm like, let's you, do a project. <laughs> Yeah, we went to Gastown. That's so funny. And got some weird, like, yeah, some weird punk rock stuff to, you know, embellish button-down shirts. It was very strange, but I was like, all right, well, you know, it's we have Oh, my God, I wish we had those now or pictures of us. And I like how awful. I'm so sorry I did that to you. Oh, it's fine. I kind of wish I still had it. It's one of those things. Oh, you do? It came out good? Okay. I don't know if it came out good. It's just one of those things I wish I even had a picture of or I still had it (laughs) to say, oh, yeah, it was this. It was just a button-down shirt with tie-dye. Right, right. And iron-ons. But when we got to set and we had a film, it was just it was like instant it was like instant family. It was like add water and yeah. boom, there's your there's your new crew. And Rose Trochet was um a blast. Yeah, she was heaven. And Eileen was I remember Eileen and I appreciate this so much is that she just let us figure it out. She, yeah. You know, like gave us all the room. She gave us all the room to figure it out and that doesn't happen always and well, she Well, I think if you cast like I'm imagining if I if I wrote a show and I cast it in a way that I was really proud of and I really felt like that my characters in my head came to life. I wouldn't want to get in the way. I would I would know that the people that had the jobs would then take it away. Like, that's you, so amazing. Then you'd be a really good showrunner. And if you ever run a show, please cast me. Okay. <laughs> You're kind of busy right now. But. <laughs> Is there anything that stood out to you? Well, like- I remember you. you were kind of a mystery to me because – well, remember when we saw each other in the gym mm-hmm. at the hotel, and I liked your shirt, well, which is which is so funny that I was went to a gym. I should remember to do that again. <laughs> I went down. I was like, I should yeah, maybe go on the treadmill. And so I went down, and I had this shirt on. And you looked over, and you you were on the treadmill next to me, and it was kind of we hadn't really bonded yet, so it was kind of awkward. Do you remember that feeling? I was kind of like, do I talk to her? What did I say? I well, I mean, I was on the right, treadmill. Just keep walking. Yeah. I know, right next to me, though. And so it was like, do you talk or do you like pretend to listen I compliment, to music? I, com- or- I, I complimented your shirt. And you looked over and you're like, I really like a shirt. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like, like, <laughs> like I felt like ooh, I was like in the cool club. And then I couldn't figure you out. Like, I was like, is she? Why? I don't know. Because you... You were so cute and cool and like, I mean, you still are. I don't want to say was like, but no, I mean. it's all right. It was, were, it's past I was tense. intimidated. I was, no, it's not. I was, 
I was just a little intimidated and it felt like a new kid at school. Like I remember that whole experience. I felt that way. Like I was like, Leisha, just sit back, like watch what other people do. Mm-hmm. I had never been on a set before like that. So I was like, just, just observe. That's your job. Observe. Like right. I remember in that, in that party scene that went, went on and on where Bet and Tina are looking for sperm. We shot that three I, times, didn't we? Yeah, we shot it three times. But the first time I, re- I remember I had my first scene was with Mia where I, we sit on the couch and I'm trying to flirt with her. And I just watched her for like a good hour before we had, we shot that to see like how it worked. Like I didn't know what like setups were or angles or how a crew worked or I didn't know anything. So, so I just, I was quiet. I remember being very, very quiet and watching and then kind of just throwing myself into it when, when it was my turn. Wow. Wow. And that what was good about that scene I had with Mia first is that I think my character was supposed to be a little nervous because I was flirting with like an, a cute girl mm-hmm. that was new to town. But I actually was fucking nervous. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it all kind of worked. Right. I remember that whole thing. The The big standout for me was just watching all of you guys because you had all done it before. I was a spring chicken still. I had only done a few things. I remember Mia I found intimidating initially. Mm-hmm. She's very enigmatic when you don't know her. And I remember watching her in those group scenes. And I remember thinking, I really love what she's doing. I don't, I can't really verbalize what it is that she's doing, but I, 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 I can tell it's incredible. Then you watch her performance and... I'm sorry. She's incredible. She's the greatest. And she's like the warmest. She's like the warmest person and the greatest actress. And to watch her is, it's pretty fascinating, right? Well, you, well, yeah, because you see, because Mia has this ability where she just, maybe it's just inherently who she is and this is how she navigates, but she just has instantly so many layers. You can't figure it out. And so whether you loved her character or you hated her, you can, I'm sorry, like there isn't, you cannot, right. you cannot tell me. She, the show would not have been the same. It would not have been the you, same without you her. Cannot, well, you can't tell me that she wasn't a fascinating, complicated character. Exactly. And, and, and that's because of her and she's so good. And I remember she really stood out to me. Uh, the uh, yeah. And then I think Mia is one of the best actors I've ever worked with, hands down. Ever. She's yeah. so amazing. She's incredible. And I miss her dearly. I hope she's doing well in I Canada. I know. Ugh. Love her so much. What about you? What stood out to you? Well, my flame, my 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 flame leather pants. Which, uh, listen, I, they're they <laughs> <laughs> they were of its time in two thousand two. Everyone seems to forget we shot that pilot in the summer of two thousand two. It's what was that? Eighteen years ago now. So a lot's changed. But I remember those pants. They came in on the pilot, and they were tailored actually pretty well. Like, I can't argue. Like, they fit really well. And then they never <laughs> left. They always kind of made an appearance here and there throughout the right. series, even though they were so out of style by the time we got to season five or six. But- <laughs> I should have kept those. I actually should have yeah, kept those. Yeah, when we got picked up, when the show got picked up, we went back to shoot the series, and then we ended up doing a lot of pickup scenes from from the pilot. So we had to put those outfits back yeah. on. And I remember thinking... Oh, I could have, because I didn't know you can say something in a in a fitting like, oh, I don't like this, or I don't think so, or I just whatever that woman put on me, I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so when we were when I had it back on for like the hundredth time, I was like, oh, I should have said no to this. Like that would have mm-hmm. been that would have been smart. And we shot that pilot for uh, three weeks, I think. We did. It was three weeks. I remember going back to New York after we shot the pilot, and it's like I left. 
my friends. I know. I already wanted to go back. And then I was like, oh my God, it could be like, this could become something like and then when we got picked up I couldn't believe well, it. Well I had a different feeling but and 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 I I what was my yours? feeling when I got back to New York was again it was like overnight camp and I thought is that the last time I'm going to see those people? Yeah. Like you form this really intense bond with people, right? Like you have this once in a lifetime experience and you know it doesn't always get repeated and I remember like hoping for the best but like preparing myself for disappointment. Because, you know, if it wasn't going to go anywhere, then I would still be in New York. Uh, it really changed our lives, didn't it? Like overnight. Oh, my God. It was wild. Yeah. That show brought me to live in L.A. for sure. And living in Vancouver, too. What a what a gift. I know. And it was so small and quiet then. I know well, we kind of hemmed and hawed about it. It was hard to be away from home a little bit. And then I ended up enjoying that, that part of it. <laughs> I was like, bye, for seven months. But yeah. <laughs> It was quiet and small. The Olympics had not happened yet. No. Nope. It just felt like a little special quiet town. Yeah. I just remember everyone was there to do the work. Mm-hmm. No one was there to be famous and no one was there to get oh, attention God, no. and no one was there to get more screen time and no one was there for all of the superficial reasons. Everyone was just there to do the work. And Vancouver was so wonderful because it allowed that. There was there was no distraction and we truly just had each other to to kill time with and have weekends with like when there are tennis clubs and sailing clubs like all these things started like all these things started to uh, get created during our seasons remember that like Rachel Shelley was yeah well we should say Rachel Shelley's gonna edit the podcast for us over in London well actually let's let's be more specific Rachel this yeah. was Rachel's idea you're right it was Rachel's idea Rachel Shelley we did a podcast for Rachel a couple months ago and she emailed us a couple weeks ago and said, why don't you guys try to do this in long form and I can edit it, which is great. And so this is because of uh, sweet Rachel Shelley. You're right. So, I mean, look, let's try to do this every week or two weeks or I don't know. And we'll just talk about whatever the hell we feel like talking about. Yeah. I mean, I think this is the beauty of it, right? Like we're in, (laughs) this is such a weird time and and there Mm -hmm. are no rules. So let's not put any rules on ourselves and let's just play it by ear and see how it goes and anybody who's listening hopefully they'll enjoy it and if they don't then we'll scrap it and say fuck it but if they like it we'll keep going and that's it i love it let's do it yeah and i miss you i miss you um i need some help actually get your opinion on flagstone okay. so or you can I'm call gonna... me when we push stop on the record button you true i could do that i don't think it. people want to hear about our flagstone <laughs> conversation but yeah maybe I miss they you. do i miss you tons. i wouldn't mind doing a project podcast with you a project podcast yeah we could talk about what we're doing I've got like three things going right now. Oh, me too. Oh, let's do it. Well, then then guess what? We have our topic for next time then. Okay, cool. Done. Um, All right. I, well, I love you so much. I love you tons. And um, I'll call you right back. Okay. okay. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by Leisha Haley and her best friend, Kate Menig. Rachel Shelley, that's me, is our editor and producer over in the UK. Please listen and subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want pants to keep going hit that subscribe button you can follow pants on twitter and instagram at the pants pod if you like us please leave a review on itunes you can email us at pantspodcast at yahoo.com theme song by carolina para from the band css graphics are by love fox pants. Pants.